0: Cynthia
1: Hyatt. Well, happy Wednesday. Here we are in the middle of the week and I'm very thankful that you are joining me and that you are willing to take time out of your day to listen to the show either while it's airing or checking with the website and being able to listen to it at your own leisure. And so thank you again for always being such supportive listeners Really appreciate it. Love all of your feedback. And again, I want to remind you, if you have a particular topic that you would like me to speak on, you can always email me at CynthiaHyatt.com or at Cynthia Hyatt at gmail.com. You can go through the website or just through my email, which is cynthiahyatt@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I love being able to really give you all that you want and all that you need. So we are talking about dating in the 21st century today. And Monday and Tuesday, we spent a lot of time on how hard dating is and what it looks like and what God is asking from us and the many different nuances that we are having to deal with in the 21st century and the questions that we may need to ask ourselves when it comes to dating so that we can actually set it up to be successful. So we ended yesterday on this idea of a relationship assessment. And I think this is really helpful when you think about, how do I assess relationships? What do I require of a relationship? What am I thinking about? What am I anticipating? What am I um, assuming about relationships? So the first one, I want you to ask, what is your definition of relationship? And I want you to really think about that. What is your definition of relationship? Is it marriage is it two committed people? Is it families? Is it friendships? And how all of those relationships like play themselves out? Is your definition of relationship being loved and loving somebody? Sharing the same value system, having honesty? Is it being a Christian and a Christian what we would say a Christian relationship is, and what you think that looks like? So what is your definition of relationship? And what does that mean to you? And then I want you to ask yourself the same thing. What is your definition of intimacy? Because Monday, we really talked about the difference between relating and intimacy. And if we don't have healthy relationship, but we're trying to have intimacy, that's a recipe for a lot of hurt. If we're trying to have intimacy with someone before we have really a foundational relationship with them, we're going to have a lot of hurt and a lot of disillusionment. So we can relate to pretty much anybody. We can find something to relate to. And in Phoenix, one of the things we relate to is how hot it is. So with someone that may be completely different than I am in their, in their thinking, in their um, value system, in their morals, in their ethics, in their, their preferences, we can probably relate to the weather. So relating is very different than intimacy. Intimacy is the deepest. It's being known. It's being seen. It's going behind the curtain. It's the me that I am on a moment to moment basis. It's what I'm like to live with. It's me at my worst. It's me at my best. If a person is intimate with me, they know that whole entire continuum. Now, they may not know everything because I don't know everything about me, either. So intimacy is something that we want to grow and to deepen and to expand. But if we don't have a good relationship platform, and we try to place intimacy on it, the weight of intimacy can crush the platform of relationship. And that is an absolute disaster. And that's usually when people find themselves in my office is when the weight of intimacy crushes the platform of relationship. And so you want to make sure that you are building your relationship and then beginning to add pieces of intimacy. This is why it's so painful when I have people that have sex on the first date and they say, oh, I know I can handle it and I'm going to be fine and then they keep thinking about the person. Are they gonna call me? I haven't seen them. They blocked me on Instagram. I don't know what happened. I thought it was a really good night. Or we have sex with somebody and then they are completely obsessed with us, right? And this has to do with, if we don't know the person first, sexuality is probably the most complex part of our makeup. It's also the most fragile. And in some ways, it's the strongest bonding agent we have, is having sex with someone. So I'm consistently saying to people, please be careful how quickly you have sex with someone. Because whether you think it or not, you are going to attach. And it's going to be painful. You might ignore it. You might overlook it. But this is how God made us. So this is where you want to ask yourself, what's my definition of relationship? What's my definition of intimacy? So what's intimate to some people may not be as intimate to others. So think about what that means to you. So how would you rate your current relationships in the following areas? Fulfillment, success, pain, enjoyment, effort, to name a few. So think about your current relationships and how do you rate them? Are they fulfilling? Do they seem successful? How much pain? Is in that relationship how much enjoyment do I have how much effort do I need to put into that relationship and we talked yesterday about the difference between being complex and being complicated and how we may complicate our lives unnecessarily if we don't do relationships well so how much effort does this relationship require because that may indicate some complications That there's a lot of complicated things about this relationship and it may be that you tried to build it too fast it may be that you have different value systems which makes it very complicated when you're trying to have intimacy with someone that does not share your value system so think about those things how do you rate your relationships in terms of fulfillment success pain joy effort and whatever you else whatever else you would include So then I want you to ask yourself, do I have relationships I would consider successful? And if they are successful, why are they successful? And if they're not, why are they not successful? So what would be successful to me? And what would be unsuccessful to me? And the reason that this is important is because this is maybe where unrealistic expectations might show up perfectionism we may be trying to do exactly the opposite of what we were raised with we may be doing the exact same thing as to how we were raised what would be something that would you would consider not successful and what would be successful am i shooting too high am i shooting too low do I have appropriate expectations do I have a, a, uh, an awareness of myself? When I show up, do I know what I'm doing in the relationship? Am I aware of myself in the relationship? Do I know what I affect, what I don't, and what I bring to the relationship to make it successful or not? So that leads to this next question. Is there anything I'm doing to prevent closeness? And if I am, why am I doing this? And if I am preventing closeness, maybe I'm not doing it on purpose. Maybe it comes from hurt, woundedness, fear, shame. Maybe I'm struggling with things and I don't know how to overcome them. And that gets in the way of closeness. So I would like to be close, but I've got this big, you know, albatross in the room that keeps showing up and gets in the way of being close. And this is really um, often seen when we have someone that's struggling with an addiction. Most people do not like addictions. I have not met one that's glad they have one. (laughs) I have not met someone that tried to go get one. And so when it comes to addictions in relationship, it's very, very difficult. And it does get in the way of closeness. Now, we have to determine, is the person doing the addiction to avoid the closeness? Because the closeness may not be healthy. Or they may not be able to be close with that person because that person maybe is not healthy. Or is the closeness issue because they're afraid or they have shame? Or in their family of origin, they didn't learn how to really be close. They learned how to have proximity. They learned how to share information. But they didn't really learn how to be close and be safe being close. Maybe they struggle with an addiction and it's preventing closeness and they hate it. And they really don't like that it does that. And, but they are struggling to get over that addiction. So what are some other things that might prevent closeness? Well, like I said earlier, when we talked about addictions, family of origin issues. Is it my relationship style? What's my relationship style? What's my relationship language? And, you know, think about that famous um, scene with Lucy, Lucy and Ricky Ricardo. And they start getting into an argument and the more upset. You know, Ricky Ricardo gets, he starts flipping into Spanish and speaking Spanish. So is the closeness issue the fact that we have different relationship or emotional languages? I say this and you think I meant this, where you're saying, how did you get that from what I just said? Maybe we have issues of defensiveness. Maybe we have issues of protectiveness. Maybe we have someone that doesn't know themselves as well as they need to. So even though they might prefer or be pursuing intimacy are struggling with intimacy because they don't know enough about who they are or they're too afraid to know themselves so that they can't show the deepest parts of themselves so no matter how, tro- how how much you try to be close to them they don't know how to be close because they're not close with themselves so I want you to ask this Am I wanting or needing more intimacy, but getting less? So if I'm wanting and needing more intimacy, but I'm getting less or not enough, why would that be? Are my my expectations inappropriate? Am I wanting that person to be something for me because I'm not happy with my own life, and so I'm seeing this person as the one that's going to fix my life or make me happy or give me contentment or give me identity or worth or value, whatever it may be. That's that going outside of myself to meet the inside needs. Or maybe I'm getting less intimacy because of the way that I'm relating. And I'm unwilling to change it. And I'm unwilling to look at myself. And I'm unwilling to remove the impediments that would allow us to be close. I just want to be close without working on it, right? So ask yourself, if I want more intimacy, is that actually true? Maybe I really don't, but I think I'm supposed to want more. So if I do really, truly want more intimacy and I'm not getting what I need, then that would be really important to find out. Am I getting in the way of me? Am I interacting or trying to be close with someone that does not have the capacity for that because of their own woundedness, their own damage, whatever is going on with them? These are really important questions to ask. Because you don't want to keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result, right? If what you're doing isn't working, then we want to stop doing what we're doing. So what feedback, ask yourself this, what feedback do I get from others about being in relationship with me? What do I hear others say to me about me? And sometimes it may not be really overt. Sometimes they may be mirroring back to you what you do. So if you don't return phone calls, they stop returning your phone call. They might not tell you that. I wish they would. But they start mirroring back to you what it is that you're doing to them. So ask yourself, what kind of feedback do I get? Because it may not be overt feedback. It may be covert feedback. You want to look for patterns. What's a pattern in my life? Do I have a tendency to end up with the same type of people even though they look very different in the beginning of the relationship but I end up having the same problems so what does that mean it's either me I'm bringing them to the relationship and I keep ending in the same place or I keep picking the same people with the same dysfunction so what is it showing me what am I willing to look at as to the feedback that I'm getting whether it's obvious or not And then I want you to ask yourself this last question How would I rate my relationship with myself and with God? And we have spent a lot of time talking about the relationship you have with yourself. Let me, myself, and I. How do I relate to me and myself? How does myself feel about me? How do I feel about myself? And these, this is an important triune that you have to have a handle on. That's the relationship with you, the same way that God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit relate to one another. And imagine if you had a moment and you came to find out that God and Jesus weren't getting along and the Holy Spirit was trying to mediate. Or what if the Holy Spirit left the trio, said, I, I don't want to be a part of this gig anymore. I'm leaving this trio. How might that affect us spiritually? If those three entities, the three in one, weren't in harmony, well, if the three in one in you is not in harmony, you're going to bring that to every relationship you have. So how would you relate your, your relationship with yourself? Do you practice the things with yourself that you wish others would do for you? Because if you don't, you're going to set people up, up to treat you poorly. You're going to have to work really hard to overcome what you're doing to yourself. So how do you relate to you? What's your level of intimacy with you? How well do you know you? How well do you want to know you? How well are you um, um, at, at comprehending and interpreting who you are so that you can help others understand you, so that you show up in your relationship as a very complex human, not a complicated one? And then I want you to ask yourself, how do you relate your, your relationship with God? Where is that? See, if your relationship with God is, is deep, is meaningful, and I'm not saying like comparing to somebody else, the more effort you put into that relationship, the stronger that relationship is. And the better your relationship with yourself is, the better your relationship is going to be with others. That's the other triune, God, me, and others. And when those three work together, my life works really well. So how do I manage me and God, God and me, me with me, me with God, me with others, others with me, others with God, God with others? That's the whole important piece here. That's the goal for really healthy, substantive, meaningful, deep, fulfilling relationships. So the best thing to do if your relationships are not satisfying, start with you. Start with you. Start with God. Start with God. Start with you. And really, really be very cognizant of that. Working on that. Every time you have an interaction with someone that leaves you empty, leaves you needing, leaves you hurt, upset, whatever that might be start dealing with you first. What did I bring? What did I do? What could I have done different? And how does God want me to feel about this interaction? What does God want me to do? Because God knows that person. Well, what if the interaction was great, felt wonderful? You walked away feeling like on top of the world, 100%. Wow, I actually liked myself after I talked to that person. That's really good information. What's going on with that person? What's going on with me when I'm with that person? How can I replicate that? What is that person doing? See, that's that covert information. What does that person do that seemed to bring out the best in me? How do I bring out the best in me, even if I'm with someone that doesn't? And how do I bring out the best in others? So think about these questions. Put some effort into these questions. So let's talk about as, as we really looked at those, that relationship assessment, let's look at appropriate expectations. So you've probably heard, you know, no expectations, no disappointments. Well, I would say no expectations, tons of disappointment because of no intimacy. So no expectations, you know, no intimacy. If my expectations aren't appropriate, I, then I end up having no intimacy. But having no expectations is absurd. It's not possible. I wish it were. Humans always have expectations, whether we want to admit them or not. So, a relationship without appropriate expectations is like a house without walls. So, we have to have expectations on relationships. You have an expectation every time you listen to the radio show, and you should. And my goal is to meet the expectations and exceed the expectation. So the appropriate expectation is that I'm going to speak on relationship issues, spiritual issues, being your own best version, how to navigate through life, how to deal with stress, character issues, virtue issues, all these, all these psychoeducational issues. So those are, that's an appropriate expectation when you listen to the show. If you listen to the show thinking I was going to talk about accounting, or financial information you would be very very let down now if someone told you that that might be different but if you just said i'm going to listen to cynthia and expect she talks about finances that's probably not going to happen unless i talk about it in a relational sense or in a virtue in how you ha- your character when it comes to finances so we want to have appropriate expectations because if we have if that house has no walls then there's nothing to hold up the roof Therefore, there's no real shelter. So relationships that desire deep intimacy, the kind where you really know me, the real me, and I really know you, the real you, require structure, require dependability, require effort, commitment, humility, good inter and intrapersonal skills, and maturity. Let's think about this structure and dependability. See, that used to be a given when people were dating in the past and when people were headed toward being married. It was a given that there was structure, there were certain rules, and you could depend on certain things. And this is one of the things that has completely been taken off the table. And we are seeing relationship chaos and confusion. And insecurity and uncertainty and lots of hurt. So I want you to understand that one of the primary needs that humans require in mammals, actually, is structure and dependability. These are appropriate expectations. I need to be able to depend on certain things. I depend on the fact that the earth still has gravity. I depend on that. I depend on, when I turn on the faucet in my house, that water will come out. That's an appropriate dependency. Now, if it doesn't, I've got some problems. So we're going to talk a lot tomorrow about appropriate expectations as we move through this whole dating issue and dating in the 21st century and the complications that come with it. So I want you to think about this idea that we talked about, the relationship assessment, and that you're going to ask yourself, what your definition of relationship is. What your definition of intimacy is. How do you rate your current relationships when it comes to fulfillment and success, pain, enjoyment, the amount of effort? Do you have successful relationships? If you don't, why not? Is there something you're doing to prevent closeness? And what, what feedback are you getting from others? And how do, you relate, how do you rate your relationship with yourself and with God? and really starting there. And how imperative it is that you know you, so that if you want others to know you, they get to know the real you and the least complicated version of you. This is Cynthia High with Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to finish tomorrow with expectations, appropriate relationship expectations.
0: To hear today's program again, or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version.